The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it and his hands prepare the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 18, verses 1 through 20 beginning on page 359. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my stony rock and my defense. My Savior, my God, and my might, in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn also of my salvation, and my refuge. I will call upon the Lord, which is worthy to be praised. So shall I be safe from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the overflowings of ungodliness made me afraid. The pains of hell came about me, the snares of death overtook me. In my trouble I called upon the Lord, and complained unto my God. So he heard my voice out of his holy temple, and my complaint came before him, it entered even into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked, the very foundations also of the hills shook and were removed, because he was wroth. There went a smoke out in his presence, and a consuming fire out of his mouth, so that coals were kindled at it. He bowed the heavens also, and came down, and it was dark under his feet. He rode upon the cherubim, and did fly. He came flying upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place, his pavilion round about him with dark water and thick clouds to cover him. At the brightness of his presence his clouds removed, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered out of heaven, and the highest gave his thunder, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered them, he cast forth lightnings and destroyed them. The springs of waters were seen, and the foundations of the round world were discovered. At thy chiding, O Lord, at the blasting of the breath of thy displeasure. 
He sent down from on high to fetch me, and took me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strongest enemy, and from them which hate me, for they were too mighty for me. They came upon me in the day of my trouble, but the Lord was my upholder. He brought me forth also into a place of liberty. He brought me forth even because he had a favor unto me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the tenth chapter of the first book of Kings. Now when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue, with camels that bore spices, very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. So Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his servants, the service of his waiters and their apparel, his cupbearers, and his entryway by which he went up into the house of the Lord. There was no more spirit in her. Then she said to the king, It was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw it with mine own eyes, and indeed the half was not told to me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceeded the fame of which I had heard. Happy are your men, and happy are these your servants, who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God, who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord has loved Israel forever, therefore he made you king to do justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king one hundred and twenty talents of gold, spices in great abundance, and precious stones. There never again came such an abundance of spices as the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Also the ships of Hiram, which brought gold from Ophir, brought great quantities of almug wood and precious stones from Ophir. And the king made steps of the almug wood for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, also harps and stringed in instruments for singers. There never again came such almug wood, nor has the like been seen to this day. And King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba all she desired, whatever she asked, besides what Solomon had given her according to the royal bounty. So she turned, <clears throat> she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. The weight of gold that came to Solomon yearly was 666 talents of gold, besides that from the traveling merchants, from the income of traders, from all the kings of Arabia, and from the governors of the country. <clears throat> and King Solomon made two hundred large shields of hammered gold. Six hundred shekels of gold went into each shield. He also made three hundred shields of hammered gold. Three minas of gold went into each shield. And the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps, and the top of the throne was round at the back. There were armrests on either side of the place of the seat, and two lions stood beside the armrest. Twelve lions stood there, one on each side of the six steps. 
Nothing like this has been made for any other kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold. Not one was of silver, for this was accounted as nothing in the days of Solomon. For the king had merchant ships at sea with the fleet of Hiram. Once every three years, the merchant ships came bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and monkeys. So King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. And all the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. Each man brought his present, articles of silver and gold, garments, armor, spices, horses, and mules, at a set rate year by year. And Solomon gathered chariots and horsemen. He had 100, we had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen, whom he stationed in the chariot cities and with the king in Jerusalem. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones, and he made cedars as abundant as the sycamores which are in the lowland. And Solomon had horses imported from Egypt and Keba. The king's merchants brought, bought them in Keba at the current price. Now a chariot that was imported from Egypt cost 600 shekels of silver, and a horse 150. And thus, through their agents, they exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Syria. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth uh, verse of the fifth chapter of First Thessalonians. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. See that no one renders evil to, uh, for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. 
who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this, this epistle be read to all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we pray thee that thy grace may always prevent and follow us, and make us continually to be given to all good works, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, should be trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, 
who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Our uh, lesson from Kings about the, the visit of the Queen of Sheba, the note is that she came to seek out Solomon's wisdom. And we note that in the in the Bible, I mean, Solomon prayed for wisdom, got wisdom, and the wisdom literature, particularly um, uh, Proverbs, that is the wise sayings, kind of comes from the Solomonic tradition, uh, much as the Psalms kind of come from the Davidic tradition. You might think of David as kind of more of the heart and, and, and Solomon a little more of the head in sort of that that sort of two traditions. Uh, so she comes to test him with wisdom. And unfortunately, we don't get any of the questions she asked him, but the sense is she came to test his wisdom and he responded well. And then she was overwhelmed by the, the beauty of his court. And so it um, and she the queen, she is probably a, a kingdom down in the Arabian Peninsula. There is a tradition that when the scriptures say that Solomon gave her all that she desired, uh, it's a non-biblical tradition that one of the things he gave her was a child. She she went back she went back pregnant, and uh, there's a tradition that the kings of Ethiopia uh, trace themselves through this lineage. It's, it's sort of a mythology that that goes, and there's no no particular biblical support to it. But when we read the chapter, you should be aware of it. Um, but a backdrop of this chapter, I think, with a lot of the Solomonic uh, description of the wealth of his kingdom, and especially when he gets to the end of the chapter and talks about the multiplication of horses, um, in Deuteronomy is a warning against kings multiplying horses. And this great wealth, while it's an impressive kingdom, seems to have the impact of drawing Solomon further away from the Lord. And we're going to get um, tomorrow in the lesson, it's sort of like... Um, how the David story went along really well. It was all great until one, you know, we get the chapter when he's wandering on his rooftop when the men are at battle. We're going to get tomorrow Solomon's, the thing that's again doing the Solomon, which is also going to involve women. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But I guess the point is this this tale of great wealth on one level looks like, wow, look at what a, what a glorious kingdom. But it's also a backdrop that this is the kind of thing that's going to make Solomon's heart move away from the Lord. And that kind of provides a connection with the New Testament lesson, the conclusion of 1 Thessalonians. We remember that the Thessalonians were a, a, a poor, small, persecuted church that St. Paul started. And he was worried about them because he started that he had to leave in a hurry because he was run out of town. And he was, you know, concerned about their well-being. But... Uh, they apparently had a very lively faith, even though they were poor, persecuted, not not at all like the condition described in, in Kings and Solomon's kingdom. And this is a kind of paradox of our life of faith that we, you know, we we want the good blessings of God, but we seem to do better in the life of faith when there's some challenge that keeps us holding on to Jesus a little more tightly, you know, in these closing exhortations that um our exhortations of prayer rejoice always pray without ceasing and this pray without ceasing first uh, thessalonians five seventeen, is the origin of of the jesus prayer tradition an ancient tradition where where um uh, it comes from the book uh the way of the pilgrim where 
uh, you, you, what, how do you actually pray without ceasing? And it becomes the idea of continual breathing and praying and mindfulness of God. But pray without ceasing does not mean um, continue talking. It really means, in a larger sense, live all of your life in relationship to God. So we're always mindful of God in all things. And that's the, the prayerfulness. That's really the purpose of the daily offices, beginning the day with prayer, ending the day with prayer, as, as a foundation for what we call continual recollection, always being mindful of God, so that we're always focusing on what God wants us to do, how to love God and love others in the right way in each circumstance in life, and aren't distracted and pulled away. What we really see in the Solomon story is this great wealth and all these things he's building become distractions, and they, they pull him away from the Lord into other things and end up being the downfall of his kingdom. This is, this is often the problem. It's certainly a, a problem in, in, Western, in the Western world in general that though it has a foundation of faith, its wealth and prosperity gen generally draw people away from a wholehearted devotion to God, and, and they kind of get distracted by things, and this becomes the downfall. So for each of us, just remember that, that the exhortation that sometimes the afflictions we have in life, the things that, um, that keep us dependent upon Christ because we're aware of our need for him, are gifts to us from God that, that keep us holding on to him and keep us from getting distracted and, and fully satisfied by the things of the world and, and thus, thus drawn away from a life of faith. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We continue the prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we how to be cc for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, 
Give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. We have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you. Thank you, bye-bye.